Let's bow before we open God's word. <clears throat> yea, Lord, thy children's helper be. As children are gathered about a table and the Father distributes to everyone that which he knows is best that they need, dear Father, so also thou knowest the Lord and are able with little even to provide the need of everyone that is gathered here. We ask and pray the blessing upon thy holy word in Jesus' name. It's a long chapter in front of me. Let us read and meditate with the Lord's help out of the Word of God as found in Matthew chapter 25. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you, but go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterwards came also the other virgins, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. 
After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee, a ruler, make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents besides them. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he that had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sow it not, and gathered where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received thine own with usury, mine own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which had ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from the other, from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set, up, set the sheep on the right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee, a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee, sick, or in prison, and came unto thee. And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was unhungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. 
naked and ye clothed me not, sick and in prison and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, or did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not to one of these least of these, ye did it not unto me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. Let's bow down before the Lord. O Lord, at this time, we often think of your first coming, meek and mild as a little child. But Father, we have read that you will come again with power and great glory, splitting open the sky, the white hosts of heaven following behind, and judgment will occur. Lord, it's not a thought we often hear, but we should, for it's coming near. Lord, we're thankful for the warnings we have this morning that we can be wise or foolish. We can be prepared or unprepared. We can be occupied and creating increase for your kingdom or sitting on our talent. We can unconsciously be ministering to your needs in the poor and unfortunate all around us or selfishly ignoring them. And Father, your words are quite severe as to what will happen one way or the other. Thank you for this warning. We pray we would take it to heart, not merely go through yet another hour of our schedule, but let your living word penetrate the hardness of our heart, the resistance to change, the distraction and fog of all that we are bombarded with concerns and desires. Father, we realize that there is a battle going on, a war, and we pray we would not lose sight of it. The stakes are high. We pray for those who have not yet identify themselves with you but are fighting their own battles or perhaps being ignorant of their captivity. Father, we pray that you would set them free as they would turn to you 
in humility and recognition of their need. Father, we pray for those who are battling even against physical illness, as we've heard this morning of Sonia. Lord, we pray that you would work through the hands of the physicians and that the cancer would not have been spread. We know there are others in our midst who are also fighting illness. We want to lift them up to you, that you would be their strength, that their faith would be refined and would shine even brighter, and that you would be glorified. Lord, we want to shift our eyes from our comfort and happiness which often tends to be our downfall to your glory, which lifts us up. We pray for your powerful working in this place and even around this world. We pray even for next week when we hope to proclaim your good news to, to many people who may not have heard it before. We pray that it would be proclaimed not just in song and in word, but in lives lived which it is the most persuasive. And for that reason, we pray we could all submit our wills to you this morning and give you free access. In Jesus' name, amen. The Word of God. If it is up to man and man does choose what he thinks makes sense to him and would leave out other parts of the Word. But we are accountable for all the Word. Even the Israelites were told that they were responsible for all the words that the Lord communicated unto them. And we dare not choose just what suits us. And the Word of God is characterized by a great compassion but also by a great severity. And in this chapter that we read, it speaks about the severity of God's word, accountability, that everyone will stand before God one day and give account of the choices that he or she made. And do you feel at times that your leaders in the church, that they are too hard on you when they tell you some things, may even upset you? Look at the Word of God. Because the same Word of God will also judge them if they don't. 
say that needs to be done. And when we look at ourselves, are we compassionate? Like we want God to be compassionate with us. And lest we be not careful and, and judge ourselves things that are not given us to judge. Because with what judgment we judge, we in turn shall be also judged. To find the balance between the severity and, and the compassion of God's word, we need to be close to the word of God and dare not leave out any part of it and let it speak to us. And the Spirit will remind us where we are, perhaps too severe, or perhaps where we think we are more compassionate than God. There is enough to keep us alert. Heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. And we should take some comfort in it that it says that a place where the blessed go is, has been prepared for them from the foundation of the world. And that the eternal fire, it says, has been prepared for the devil and his angels. And also those, of course, that choose to be there. Oh, nobody will openly choose to be there, but by the choices they make, by rejecting God's grace again and again, and doing their own thing, they will end up there. <clears throat> Those that never have committed themselves, they are not even in the race. And I think here it speaks of those that have committed themselves or think that they have committed themselves. It speaks to them, and it's for us to examine how we, how we stand before the Word of God now, because the same word that we hear now will be judging us. Jesus Christ himself said, I didn't come to judge the world. The world is already condemned. I came to save. But the world that, the word that I speak, the same shall judge everyone at the last day. Do we want God's judgment without mercy? Let's be merciful. Do we want to go in, in that place? Then let's be very careful the choices that we make of doing or of not doing. And I think we have here both things. The first one about <clears throat> the virgins. We gathered that they were that, yes, they had begun. Virgin usually stood for purity. They were waiting for the bridegroom. But the bottom line was that some were not prepared. They didn't heed the message that often goes forth of preparing yourself. Some made sure that they had 
They're prepared. They made sure that they did the things that they could do. Whereas others neglected to do so. And the difference was being wise and foolish. I'm thankful that the word is still being proclaimed from this pulpit, that the Bible is used, the Bible is read, and then, as God gives, with his help to meditate upon it and expound it. But everyone within hearing heard what the word says and how he wants to use it. And the difference, the big difference, the word tells us, is between hearing and not doing. That's the difference between being wise or being foolish. Many warnings were given from this pulpit So nobody has an excuse, and those that speak the word, they're going to be judged by the same word. Or at least if they speak the word without respect of person, if they don't withhold any part of the word, as the Apostle Paul said when he called them to, from Ephesus to Miletum, and said, I'm not going to see you anymore but I have not shunned to proclaim the whole counsel of God unto you. And so I'm not guilty of anyone's blood. You know, that's, that's the fear that has to be upon those that proclaim the word of God, the fear of God. Yes, we may want to be inclined to be more merciful or think we are more merciful when it comes to certain portions of the scripture, but we dare not. We dare not water it down. And on the other hand, we neither dare we to snuff out any hope, any, however so little it be, to the one that repents of whatever he did. We cannot say more, we cannot say less, should not, because we will have to account whether we add or we take away. Deadlines. Now, especially in our time that we live, we live so much by the clock, and sometimes the clock is deceitful, like this one shows 10 to 11, and this one shows past. And we work to our deadlines. We put pressure upon us, sometimes unnecessarily, forgetting really the perspective of what really is important, Some of us they may feel that they have to, whenever there's something going on in church, they have to be there and do it. But then we are warned too, is how we do it. No. I, for once, if, if, if I get involved in too much, I get grumpy. And that's not good for me, it's not good for others either. And there are others that want to avoid that and don't get involved in hardly anything. Oh, I don't want to dirty my hands. Well, there's something here, too, 
in the Word that tells us for those that are inactive, they don't want to do anything. And we dare not compare ourselves among ourselves. The Bible says it's not wise because we note here in the parable that he speaks about when he hands out the talents, he gave to everyone according to his several ability. How they were going to be able to handle it. And if things just get too hard and you get too stressed out, perhaps you are chewing more than you should be. He gave it to to everyone according to the several ability. And it's not for anyone to judge anybody else whether he received much or little. The Lord knows how much he gives. And he will also require. He will require. With what attitude we do things to mothers. You know, we may be so involved in doing things, and if we do it for the wrong reason, it says you had your reward. Don't expect a reward in heaven. It may be very good. It may be very helpful. But the attitude with which you do it makes a big difference. So, our inclination, or our, our natural inclination in a fallen and corrupt world with a body that is subject to these things, you know, it needs to be put under. It needs to be put, put in subjection of the truth that we believe. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. His word is spirit. His word has to have a place in us, and we have to walk according to that light. And we dare not even compare ourselves as a denomination with others. One elder aptly wrote, said, we need to walk by the light that has been given to us and use that light. We need to walk by it. There are some things that we have experienced as a denomination that others have not, but we have found them to be true, and we need to hold to them. And that brings us to the point, also, one of the things that we hold, to be separate. Because we just find no other way of how to uphold those things unless we know who is committed, whom, who is accountable, and is willing to be accountable. And in the time that we live in, those lines, they seem to start to get blurred. Because we look around and say, oh, they are like us too. No, No, they have not experienced those things. They have not gone through them. There are not witnesses in their gatherings that were willing to stand up for those things right up to death. And we dare not belittle that in any way, but learn from those experiences and walk by it because it's the light that's given to us. We cannot take uh, all the parables on and, and take any, any, everything and anything and say that this means this or means that. But we dare not miss the main point that is made by the parable. 
And so it was for the wise and the foolish virgins <clears throat> that some were prepared and others were not. And in the other parable, with the talents, some worked with them and gained, and there was, were also those that hid it and were not willing. And we may question how, how Then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. Who would think that way? Is there anyone in our midst that just sits back and thinks obviously of the Lord in that way? It took a lot of nerve to say those things. And I was afraid. If he was afraid, wouldn't he work even more? Now, fear is a strong motivator. Let us fear lest we fail to go in. There is that drawing of the Lord. There is the comfort of the Lord. But there is also the fear of the Lord. And we dare not belittle and try to translate it in any other way than what it is meant to be. Because it keeps some from getting lost. When Joseph was so severely tempted by his master's wife, he said, I fear God. I fear God. Is there a lack of fear in our time that sort of makes us gloss over some of the things and, well, you know, like I heard it saying once, oh, he did so much good for the Lord. The Lord is just going to look over this. No, no, there's no way. The Lord is just and is holy. The Lord will not deny himself. He is righteous. He's a just judge. And the only way to not to have to suffer the consequences of our misdeeds is in Christ Jesus because he took our place. He took it for us. We dare not try to find any other way, any other. He's the only one, the only way. If there was any other way, he wouldn't have to go through it because he pleaded with his father and said, if it be possible, let it go, this cup from me. If it be possible, there was not. We have heard those things. We have read them many times. Do we think that we can find any other way of not to give account for those things? His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knowest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strayed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I should have received my own with usury. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have the abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken even that which he hath. 
opportunities are given to us plenty to labor in the Lord's vineyard. I'm full aware that I don't make use of all the opportunities that are given to me. And I do count on Lord's mercy. There are many people on the other day, I think it was last Sunday, we read a portion of the scripture where it occurred to somebody that was listening to what Jesus was saying, and he said, are there few that be saved? Are there few? Has it occurred to you sometimes when you look around and and even you wonder about your brother or sister, how they are doing? And then you look at yourself and there's nothing to brag about. And these are just few. Are there few that be saved? How serious do you really believe what the Bible says? Especially when it comes to choices, when you are pulled strongly in one way and the Spirit reminds you of a portion of a scripture that tells you otherwise. It's an amazing thing how choices that we make, and sometimes it, can, it doesn't have to be a very difficult choice, but maybe a small choice, but it may head, head us in the wrong direction eventually. And what consequences, it's amazing what consequences that can have for eternity. A concept that is just for us difficult to grasp. The closest I can think of is time shall be no more. It's good when we, perhaps when we are not so pressured and even lie in our beds and sometimes awake and and think about these things. and then draw closer to the Word of God, because that is given unto us. That is what God reveals unto us. God did not leave it at some notion just, yes, he's out there, he created all those things, and we marvel at it, and and now we have to look where should we worship. No, he has revealed his Word unto us. He has preserved it for us. He has given it to us. And we hear it again and again. And I hope and pray we also read it at home and meditate upon it every day, every day. When we counsel with converts and ask them, well, how often do you read your Bible? And if it's not every day, we say, well, do you eat every day? 
how do you expect to be strong spiritually unless you feed on the Word of God? Men that not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And how much we really need it. You know, we, we soon notice if we are in the habit of eating regularly when we are hungry. But do we hunger and thirst for his word? You know, one thing about David that God really liked about him is he hungered and thirsted for his word. He delighted in it. He delighted in it, in his laws, in his precepts, and so forth. And unless you look at it in a way, you say, well, you know, these are things that, that hinder me, that close me in from having all the fun that I want to have. No, but in those very things, it reveals unto us how God looks at it. It reveals God's character about what is just and holy in order to direct us closer into his joy. And that we learn to look upon what the word of God says, not as a, as a hindrance, something that keeps us from enjoying, but that we delight in it because we recognize the value of it. It keeps us already here from a lot of trouble and suffering and eternity, of course. Well done, the good and faithful servants. That's what we want to hear on that day. And we want to be on the side of his sheep. Sheep that did follow, that did do what the Lord proclaimed to them. That did do. You want to do something for Christ, you have the opportunity. He says here, you do it any one of those little ones that believe in me, it's like if you did it unto me, he says. But there will be those that are disappointed greatly. There will be so many regrets, and the greatest regrets will be to those that think that they are serving God and have gone off the path because they did not heed close enough the word of God. They will have the greatest regret of losing out. Those that never heard, I'm not exactly sure how God is going to judge those things. But those that have heard and did not do will have the greatest regrets. Let's take very serious the word of God. If need be, let us fear it even more. Some, the word says, save by fear. Remind them of the consequences. Remind them. Some save by fear. May the Lord bless his word and add what is lacking because only his word is perfect. But everything that's said afterwards must be judged by the same. To him be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen.
141. Let us sing three verses. research a little more and see, dig deeper and see what they really are. Father in heaven, thou hast given gifts to man as we see upon this earth. There are some that are so skilled, some that are so hard workers and some that perhaps just able to, with word and with, to comfort people and to encourage. Father in heaven, we know our gifts. We pray, Lord, that we would use them, that we would not hide them and that in that day that we would not regret because we have heard today also that time will be no more. Father in heaven, help us, Lord, to do these things. Help us, Lord, not to, not to be bitter or not to perhaps hide our talents and make excuses. Father in heaven, we are reminded also, Lord, that every man will be accountable to what, what he's given. Father, we pray for this church, Lord, that it would that all would grow, that all would draw closer to Thee. Father, we pray that all will consider, Lord, what Jesus did for us. And we heard also that because of His suffering, Father, we should not complain. 
we have a little, perhaps, on our plate that we complain about many times. Father, we pray for those that do not know Thee, that those that are struggling with sin and with difficult positions. Father, we pray that Thou would help them. Father, we pray that Thou would bless the missionaries that work wherever they be around the world, Lord, in this country, that Thou would bless their work, their hands, that Thou would bring forth fruit that will be honor and glory unto Thee. Father in heaven, we pray for those that could not make it today, those that are sick, those in difficulties. Father, we pray for our widows, our orphans, the destitute. We pray for those, Lord, that are sick and upon sick bed, deathbed. Father, we pray for those with infirmities of the flesh. Father, thou dost see many things. Heal them and help them, Lord, if it be thy will. Father, we pray that thou would bless each of us, Lord, that we would all go home with perhaps a uh, earnest and a, and a greater desire to serve Thee, that we would search out our hearts and that we would see, Lord, where we should be and how we should invest more into the, into the spiritual life than this worldly. Father, we pray out above what we can ask of Thee, Lord. Bless those, Lord, that brought forth Thy word this morning. Be with us all as we would depart from here, Lord. We thank Thee in the name of Jesus. Hymn 95.
Church's greetings to all those that could not come, the sick and the, the shut-in, and those that brought greetings, likewise we would return greetings to them. It just astounds me the range that the Bible offers of justice without mercy and then so abundant mercy. On one hand, the world is condemned. Christ didn't have to come if God wanted to live that way. Christ didn't have to come. And then the abundant mercy and grace that's being offered because of Christ Jesus. Now those that never committed themselves are unwilling to commit themselves or find more important things to do than to commit themselves. They're not even in the race. The default position is clear from the Bible where they end up. But those that have committed need to be careful. Need to be careful. Need to be alert. Need to walk circumspectly. Need to labor. Because we read also of consequences if you're not careful. May the Lord bless his word. To him be all the honor and glory evermore. Amen. This concludes our service.